Here they come, your Camarda wealth leaders, slashing taxes, dominating risks, relentlessly pursuing profits, protecting your assets, and keeping you in stitches while leading to greater riches. Your Camarda wealth leaders with Johnny Hotstocks, Camarda, Sonia Embraceable U. Elia, Rob Bulmu Shevlin, also known as the financial anesthesiologist, you'll see why, and me, Jeff, I want to be a doctor, Camarda. You're listening to the Camarda Wealth Leaders on WER, Camarda Wealth Education Radio. Let's face it, wealth matters to living a longer, better life for you and your family. Our goal is to painlessly educate you with uncommonly shrewd advice to help grow and protect your wealth. And while we aim to keep you laughing all the way to the bank, never imagine we're not dead serious about money. Jonathan Camarda is a certified private wealth advisor, certified financial planner, chartered market technician, chartered financial consultant, certified fund specialist, chartered life underwriter, and board certified in mutual funds. Jeff is a certified financial planner, chartered financial consultant, chartered financial analyst, certified fund specialist, chartered life underwriter, and board certified mutual funds. He's also an enrolled agent admitted to represent clients with unlimited IRS practice rights, holds a master's of science in financial services, and is a PhD student in the American College's financial and retirement planning doctoral program. Besides being Camarda's chairman and chief investment officer, Jeff is also a working research academic in Wealth Matters. The Camarda team believes deeply in financial education and expertise and is proud to have Dr. Tang Bray as our chief financial analyst, who is also a university professor and working wealth research academic. Camarda Wealth Advisor Group offers private wealth management, including no commission portfolio management through Camarda Financial Advisors and other financial services as described in our boring end of the show disclosure. Folks, welcome to yet another edition of Camarda's Wealth Education Radio. We're here in the booth with me, Jeff. I want to be a Dr. Camarda, Sonia Embraceable You, Elia, Rob Bulmu Shevlin, also known as the financial anesthesiologist. If you've forgotten, he will remind you as he lulls you, lulls you gently to sleep. Johnny Hotstocks Camarda, and we have two special guests all the way at great expense from Atlanta, Georgia, Mark Fricks and Brian Adams of um, the Master Plan Retirement Consultants. Uh, and we'll be focusing on, uh, on the, the, the essence, really, of their practice or the, the centerpiece of their practice, which is uh, Social Security claiming strategies and, and other ways to use this. And, and it's particularly interesting to me because Social Security really is something that's common to everybody, particularly retirees and near retirees, because we're all going to use it regardless of your level of wealth or the complexity of your planning. Everybody wants to get on a Social Security train. Would you say uh, welcome, by the way, uh, Mark and uh, and Brian? Please say hello to the folks, uh, which hear us, by the way, across the Floridian, Floridian Peninsula from uh, from Jacksonville, WOKB, um, on Sundays at 5 and out of Tampa, across uh, clear uh, to uh, West Palm and beyond sometimes on uh, WBAAM 820, Saturdays, 1 to 2 o'clock. Brian, good morning. Good morning. And how are you, Mark? Great, Jeff. How are you? Good, thanks. So let's get right into your practice. Tell me, you guys do, you're very sophisticated planners and you're a registered investment advisor and, and, and you do a, a lot of stuff, but you, you were, you're telling me that you do a lot of classes uh, teaching folks about uh, uh, Social Security. Tell me what that's about, how that works, what kind of folks that come in. You know, let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah, well, Jeff, we discovered uh, three or four years ago that 
Social Security was being ignored as far as a planning tool. And that's really strange because Social Security is the foundation of almost everyone's retirement. And so if you don't get that right, then I, we believe the rest of retirement uh, is not going to be as strong. And even if you don't really need the money, I mean, some folks need it to a great extent than others, but we're talking about a huge difference in the potential wealth that can be captured or, uh, um, uh, or lost. Uh, is it, would you say that's true, Brian? Indeed. Not only that, it's, there's about 81 ways or so to take Social Security for uh, couples, married couples particularly. So it can be rather complex. So it's not just Social Security you have to look at, though. You've got to look at the whole thing. It's really a holistic approach. The whole enchilada, as they say up there in Georgia, right? Or the whole peach, right? right. The whole box yeah. of peaches. So uh, you guys do classes um, that really focus, at least initially, on Social Security. What are you guys teaching those classes? How does that work? Well, we start with the, the history of Social Security, why it came about, how it's supposed to work, and what it's become. And then one of the big things that we've discovered is people really don't understand how it works and how they can maximize it. Uh, and as Brian mentioned, there are 81 ways for a couple to take Social Security, and the chances of you picking the right one are pretty slim. So imagine that if you were to pick the right way to take Social Security, you could increase your monthly payments by up to seven, $800 a month. Well, do the math. You do the math, and that's an extra uh, eight or $10,000 a year over a 20-year period. That's $100,000, $150,000 that you could be leaving on the table if you don't take it appropriately. Yes, yeah, so, so, I agree. Some of the studies you know, that, that, that I've been exposed to in, in this Ph.D. program that I'm in uh, you know, repeatedly say that you know, getting it wrong can cost the family hundreds of thousands of dollars you know, over um, the, an average lifespan. So you know, you, when, you, when you begin the classes, do you talk just about Social Security and explain claiming strategies and uh, – uh, you know, file and then uh, rescind or what is that? <laughs> file and suspend file and, and suspend. double dip. And yeah, there are a lot, of, uh, a lot of ways to take it. Yeah, the class is kind of set up. It's, it's about a 90-minute class, <laughs> yeah. and it's designed for people that are approaching Social Security age. And we really talk about, again, the history, and then we get into two or three strategies to give examples. But the problem is, is if, if, you, if you spend so much time on strategies, people lose sight of the fact that it's just a part of retirement. So we want to make sure they understand that it's a part of the plan, not the entire road. Mouth. Right. So you uh, um, do you get into the details of how? Because I think you know the last time I looked at this, we use software to help folks uh, uh, figure it out in, in Jacksonville and uh, really across our practice in the southeast. But the, uh, um, the the choices can be rather complicated and mind numbing. Do you try to explain that to them in the classroom? You want to do this and calculate this age, and you, this is your benefit, the spousal benefit, introduce it back. How do you go about you know communicating? Um, how folks can use the information. Well, we go through examples. We go through examples of three or four different couples. But the problem is, is you cannot uh, expect people to take those examples and go do it because that may not be right for them. It's like Dr. Oz on television. If you try to get your medical advice from a television show, you're probably not going to be doing the correct thing uh, because it doesn't apply to you necessarily. So do you tend to, uh, um, to also explain the place that Social Security has in overall financial planning, kind of lay out the roadmap? That, right. Uh, okay. So how, you know, how, uh, um, what's your, your typical, um, I guess, curriculum in the class? You talk about uh, Social Security, obviously, mm-hmm. and also about other sources of retirement income. We do. We talk about the three-legged stool of retirement income. Social Security is, is leg one. And then we talk a little bit about uh, income from your 401K, IRA, and how do you turn that on. And then we spend a little bit of time talking about if you have a pension. If you don't, you're missing a leg. So you've got to make sure the other two legs are much stronger, which, again, includes Social Security. But also it includes what Camarda Financial does, which is how do we manage money? How do we make sure that uh, that income can come out without running out of money? 
And, and also, you know, there's been a lot of attention, particularly in the past couple of years, about pensionizing assets, you know, which is a general way of saying buying immediate annuity and, you know, and longevity protection <coughs> with people living longer and longer that the, uh, um, the, um, the risk of outliving their resources, you know, if you go past, you know, 80 or 85 sometimes, and the people, we had a lady here yesterday that's shooting for 110. You know, and she, she was 70 years old, I think, and she may make it. Um, so is that something that you guys focus on in the classroom as well? Is that kind of like an add-on thing for folks to come back and see you later? Yeah, we mention it because it is, uh, again, a, a tool, but it's very important. I mean, you know, Jeff, I know you guys are building a house. Uh, we've built a couple of houses, and I can tell you this. We did not start swinging a hammer or dig a hole until we had a plant. And so just to walk into a room and say, you need an annuity, you need an investment, you need this tool, that tool, is really um, is not prudent to do. So we walk in and we first go into how do we set up this uh, particular uh, situation and this plan, and then we go from there. Uh, so it is a, a annuities or tools. Are they right for everybody? No, but for certain situations. In fact, there was a study by the General Accounting Office of the U.S. government that said that annuities can be a very powerful tool for people that need to bridge the gap between Social Security and what they need coming in in retirement. I, and I don't disagree, you know, which is kind of you know, a change of position for me. But as I've really been focusing on, uh, on retirement studies, and, and, and Asanya, I'm sure that you'd like to uh, opine and, and Rob as well on these matters because I know you study them deeply, that they really are becoming a central component of solving the retirement problem for most of America, that and reverse mortgages, which we'll touch on a little bit after the break. We're coming up on a break in about two and a half minutes. Um, as we approach it, uh, Rob or Sonia, I know that uh, you, the retirement is uh, you know, central to your, uh, your practice. Uh, any comments on uh, Mark's or Brian's uh, remarks? Well, I have a, a comment. You know, uh, I've read a number of different pieces and books on uh, Social Security and claiming strategies. But, you know, the first thing is, if I was a pre someone who was looking at this, can't I just go on the Social Security website and find out about these strategies? Or if not, how do you typically... Yeah, sure, right after you call the IRS and get them to do your taxes. You have a comment <laughs> on that, gentlemen? Oh, yeah, that, that's one of the things we mentioned in class, is the last thing the Social Security Administration is allowed to do is give advice. They can only give information. So that's a great point, Rob, uh, that you brought up is, you know, you can certainly call up. You can go on the website. You can get your number. You can get your benefit number. But they will not tell you how to take it, when to take it. And, uh, you know, they can be helpful in other ways. And sometimes they're not. But typically they are. They've got good trained people. But no, no advice. So you have to do that on your own. Jeff made a great point. Just like the IRS won't do your taxes or give you advice, uh, neither will Social Security do that for your benefits. And Mark, they're, they're tunnel visioned on, so, on Social Security itself. They're not really looking at the whole picture to see how this puzzle fits together. And it's an ex extremely complicated model. It's not just Social Security. And actually, the claiming decision, Asanya, is also pretty complicated, too. It's not just, yeah, I'll get it at 62 or 65 or whatever. You care to give us a couple of uh, sound bites on that? Come closer to the microphone, Sonia. You can do it. Come oh, on. If I have to. <laughs> um, it is complex. And we actually met with a couple of ladies yesterday who are widows. And um, there's a lot of stress around what, at what age do I claim? Whose benefit do I take? How does it work? When can I get it? Um, and so it, you know, it's great that you all are doing those classes because there is so much misinformation. And hold that thought over the break, folks. Uh, as uh, we come up on it, we'll expand on the Social Security claim decision, give you use, news you can use, and also uh, talk about how it fits into the overall uh, financial planning puzzle 
uh, which is um, getting it right. It's just so important for so much of America. Stay with you. Camarda Wealth Leaders right here on Camarda Wealth Education Radio. And remember, we still have a supply of the nine biggest dangers facing today's investor. Chock full of news you can use to protect your portfolio as uh, as the summer markets continue to churn and uh, maybe head for correction or worse. If you'd like your free copy, you must call us at 800-262-1083. Be back right after the break. You're listening to the Camarda Wealth Leaders on WER Wealth Education Radio. This show is previously recorded. For private or on-air questions or to request free white papers or other educational materials or to schedule a complimentary no-obligation consultation about today's or any other wealth matter, call us at 888-CAMARDA. Write it down, folks. 888-CAMARDA. That's C-A-M-A-R-D-A. Charlie Alpha, Mike Alpha, Romeo, Delta Alpha, 888-CAMARDA. Call it now and keep it handy for wealth emergencies. Camarda Wealth offers complimentary, that's free folks, portfolio reviews to listeners. Get us your statements and we will thoroughly examine your portfolio, give you opinions on the risk and quality of each position you own, as well as how wisely we believe the whole thing holds together and how efficiently it addresses your needs and goals. At the same time, we'll also opine on how protected your assets are from financial predators, your estate plan, tax savings opportunities, and other ways we can think that you can cut risk, avoid probate, save money, and just plain get richer faster. Did I mention this service was free? Just call us at 888-CAMARDA, that's C-A-M-A-R-D-A, 888-CAMARDA, to set up your free portfolio review now. Folks, you are back with you, Camarda Wealth Education Leaders here on Camarda Wealth Education Radio, and we continue the discussion on how to best optimize Social Security uh, for near retirees and retirees, and, and this is something that really touches virtually every American, regardless of the level of wealth and their, the complexity of their planning needs. We get into a lot of very sophisticated issues sometimes uh, here on, uh, on the program, uh, but uh, um, this is something that really is a common denominator for everybody. So uh, Mark and Brian are esteemed guests from Master Plan Retirement Consultants up in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, friends and, uh, and colleagues uh, for many years were kind enough to visit us here in Jacksonville this week. Uh, Mark, tell me what, you know, do you find that people in your classes are concerned that the Social Security Administration may just run out of money? They've been... Li- effectively printing money for decades now with these special bonds that don't trade on the market, uh, which really is just, you know, creating government debt and not really retirement reserves. Um, did, you, did you find the folks are concerned about that? Oh, absolutely. We, uh, you know, the media is full of stories about how the Social Security fund's going to run out, how they're not going to have enough money to fund past 2033 or 2031 or depending on who you talk to. So that's certainly a problem. And one of the things we talk about in class is don't let fear drive your decision making. And so we want to supply education. And one of the things that we talk about in class is some of the things the government is floating to save or at least prop up Social Security. And that includes... Like like Greek bonds? No, no. I don't <laughs> think that... That's point number 11, I think. Right. But, uh, but, but anything from extending the age to when you can file, and that would not affect us, but it would affect people, maybe people in their 30s or 40s. It would also include raising taxes on certain areas, the FICA tax. It could include lots of things like that. Uh, the problem is... Congress getting together and doing something sooner than later. So we are, we're finding really, and it's interesting, I'll just talk to people and say, are you taking Social Security? And, and a lot of people, 62 and 63, are. And I'll say, well, why? Did you have a plan? And they say, no, I was afraid it wouldn't be there. Well, that's not a good reason to take Social Security. 
because it's not going to be there because you're leaving 33% uh, of your money on the table by taking it too early. Good point, good point. You care to follow up on that, Brian? Uh, Only to say that they're projecting 2033, and even after that, the tax revenues would cover about 75% of of what people have coming to them. So, so, so I don't think probably politically it, 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 it probably wouldn't be possible for, you know, this to explode anytime soon. I know a lot of very ambitious proposals have been floated, you know, based on successful systems around the world in uh, Chile and Singapore and so forth uh, that, you know, include having private accounts, as, as President Bush suggested unsuccessfully about uh, 10, 12 years ago and using notional accounts and uh, and a lot of other things. But I think we're probably... Having stuck is the right word for it. You certainly we are going to have the present system for the foreseeable future. Um, Rob, I know that you, you had some some comments before the break that unfortunately uh, were truncated. Would you care to expand on that? Everybody, get their pillow. Here comes <laughs> Rob the Somulet Moose. Well, I'm trotting curious, into you know, your Social Security are, are, Dreamland. Um, if if I'm just looking at uh, retiring and I have a a spouse that's, let's say, more than 10 years younger than me. Are there certain implications for strategies that could make a a big difference in how I take Social Security as opposed to how uh, my wife is able to take it? Well, you know, again, there there are a lot of things to consider if you've got a younger spouse. One of the things we're finding is people are not aware of the fact that if you, uh, let's say you have a second marriage and, and the, the man is 65, 66 years old and, the, and the, you know, the female, the spouse is maybe 35 years old and they start a new family and they start having children, there are actually possibilities of claiming money for those children because one of the people are over 65 or 66. And that is something that nobody knows. Uh, and, and so it's just money on the table. And whether you need it or not, you know, take it and give it to somebody, but don't leave it, don't leave it in the bucket. So, you know, just that type of thing that can be so valuable that people don't know. And that's why, you know, I love the work we do because uh, we're talking with people and running reports and, and using software. We go to three conferences a year about Social Security, and people's eyes just pop open when they find that out. There's another little thing, too, a lot of people don't know. Um, if you've been divorced um, uh, and you were married uh, for at least 10 years uh, and then you're divorced, you can actually claim against your ex-spouse if they're 65 or 66 years old. And they don't even have to know about it. You just call Social Security. You set it up with them. Oh, my ex-spouse knows about it. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> uh, they don't have to. They may know, but they don't have to. Uh, but, I mean, what a great comeback, right? I had a client come in the other day, and, and we were discussing it, and they did the math, and they said, well, we were married nine years, nine months, and two weeks. And I said, could you not stand him another three weeks or so, you know. Uh, but again, people... I, I didn't know I was getting paid for it. <laughs> Exactly. People were not aware. So a lot of hidden strategies that people are not aware of. So tell me about, you know, when you do your classes, you focus on you know, Social Security is, is what is, you know, the compelling reasons they come in, and you kind of expand their thinking to look at other areas that are important to them. Uh, how do you do that? What else do you address in your classes, Mark and Brian? Well, one of the examples we use is if you go to the doctor, you go, you know, and you have a problem, you have a pain in your side or or trouble breathing. They don't just check your breath. 
uh, they check everything because it all works together. The body is a unit. Well, retirement is the same way. Social Security is a piece of retirement. It's a tool. And if you look at it in a vacuum, uh, you're going you're gonna to fail. So, do you get into investment strategies and income investments like dividend stocks or bonds and then show them how it all fits together? Or We touch on it. We don't have the time to go deeply, but we make, make sure they understand. It's, Social Security is the foundation. It's the base. Uh, but let's also consider these things. And then we go through a few slides about uh, annuities, about investing, about active management of money, how to make sure you don't run out of money, and also, you know, other strategies, too. What if a spouse passes away? Well, you lose a spouse, you lose one of your Social Security benefits. Mm-hmm. That could be a loss of ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 a year for a typical family. So just anything that has to do with growth, risk control, uh, risk analysis, uh, any of this, just, again, part of that big roadmap. I know we were discussing at dinner last night that this is kind of amazingly compelling, a very, very interesting. You get record turnouts at your classes that you do up in the Atlanta area, and it's, uh, you know, kind of, you know, a lot of folks in the business maybe look at it as, as a boring kind of necessary nuisance of financial planning, but from a consumer's perspective, you guys find that it's incredibly compelling, don't you? Well, and it's, an, it's credi- incredibly important, too. So you can't leave it on the sideline. And we did for a lot of years, and, and a lot of planners still do. Uh, and they're beginning to dabble in it and, and play around with it a little bit, but it's certainly not a part of their basic planning, and it is for us. Uh, but we do try to make it fun, too. When, when we're in class, we do uh, we do include some, uh, you know, some jokes and some uh, frivolity and, and things like that to make it fun because it can be kind of a, a dry subject, but uh, you know we have a good time with it, just like you do with your radio show. Yeah. We can make it fun. Yeah, that's and that, that's so important. If it's not fun, then uh, it's uh, it really becomes a slog. So you guys do do these you know folks that come and see you that you meet in the class? Uh, do you develop financial plans for them? Yes. So tell me what, uh, and we were talking about software a little bit last night, but tell me what, you know, the essence of the plan, what areas do you address, what kind of output, you know, how do they use the financial planning tool to make better decisions? Well, we, we start with, of course, discovery. It's all about, uh, you know, what do you see yourself doing in retirement? How much money are you going to need? How long do we think you're going to live? And it's kind of a weird question to ask, but we talk about life expectancy and health and family history. And so how long do you think you'll be on this, on this green earth? And, and that's an important part of it. And when they, we use that as part of the strategy for Social Security as well as everything else. So we are firm believers in developing that retirement roadmap. We just had a, uh, just had a new book come out, and it's called The Road Less Traveled, which I know sounds familiar, but uh, it, is, it is about having the retirement roadmap first. It's the trip to retirement. Uh, and, uh, Mark, I'd love to read your book. Please, uh, please give me a copy. We'll, uh, we'll sure. talk about it in the air and maybe have you on as a future guest, uh, if only by telephone. Robert, Brian, any comments on, uh, on some of those precepts? Well, I think, you know, he made a good point. I know that we're always looking at the longevity in terms of, you know, how somebody ought to consider investing their money. But I think it's a key, it's a key question about whether you're going to delay taking Social Security to age 70 if you think you've got longevity in your family and you're in good health. You in, know, that, in that case, it's a no-brainer, right? But if not, if you expect to die young, you probably want to take it sooner. Or if you've got health impairments, you know, you, you, you're not going to want to wait necessarily that long because you may not get the money that long. Son, do you have a comment? I saw you approaching the microphone there. Yeah, I was just going to mention that it's not just you as an individual and your longevity, but what about your spouse's longevity as well? You need to make sure that the surviving spouse has that income that they need to make it through their death. So a climbing strategy of uh, we'll call it the primary spouse, you know, and typically the man dies first, uh, would the claiming strategy of the primary spouse affect the residual payments of the survivor? 
Yeah, you've just increased. If you increase the, the benefit for one of them, you've increased it for the survivor. And so that's an extra, again, five, six, $700 a month for a widow that may live another 10, 15 years. Okay, fascinating discussion, guys, and we'll continue after the break. Unfortunately, we're uh, to the seconds are ticking down uh, to the end of the second segment. And, again, we wanted to remind you that, uh, um, that we have a supply of free reports, the nine biggest dangers facing today's investor um, and what to do about them. And, my goodness, if you haven't uh, noticed uh, the dangers that may be presenting with the market uh, volatility, um, and, and dramatic changes over the past couple of weeks, uh, you should, because the things are cer- certainly appear to be tra- changing, and uh, um, the, the information in these booklets can really help you to navigate some very treacherous times. If you'd like a copy, 800-262-1083. Write it down now, 800-262-1083. Catch you after the break. You're listening to the Camarda Brothers plus the Antle and Rob on WER Wealth Education Radio. Better planning, better wealth, better wealth, better life. Tell your friends about the Camarda Wealth Radios right here on this station. This show is recorded, but you have questions to be answered privately or on the air if you wish or want free reports or other educational materials. Uh, call 888-CAMARDA. That's 888-C-A-M-A-R-D-A.